Good morning and welcome to the celebration. I think I need sunglasses here. This sun is very terrible. But of course, it's a wonderful day. As we come celebrate this day today, the readings are calling us to be joyful. To be joyful, to be happy. When the readings are telling us to be joyful, it's not telling us that there is no reasons to cry. There'll be always reasons for you to cry. There'll be a reason for you to be sad. There'll be a reason for you to be depressed. But when the gospel says rejoice, it doesn't look, take it for granted that we're going through hard times. But it's letting us know that the reason for rejoicing is not absence of sadness or sorrow. It's because God has chose to love you. God has chose to be in our midst. And that's the reason for us to rejoice. One of the things that I've realized is that you can find so many people, especially in the Western world, when they have everything they need, yet they're not happy, they're depressed, they're sad, they have all this sadness. And then look at some communities like back home in Africa, you see these kids have totally nothing almost by our standards. And they're all happy. Because they realize that happiness is not an attribute of what you have. It's who you have. That's where the source of happiness and rejoicing comes from. And for us, our readings today are telling us to look in our lives and rejoice. In the first reading today, we see the prophet Zephaniah. The book of Zephaniah has, is broken into four categories. The first three chapters, they're all about destruction, death, and sorrow. When Israel is in exile, they have witnessed the destruction of their kingdom. People are being taken into captivity, the result of sadness. But then the end of the book, the last chapter, last book, it talks about the glory of God arises. Therefore, everyone should rejoice because God has forgiven their sins and he has chose to forgive them and to bring them back home. So all of us today, as we come today, we see, the, we see the theme. We can relate to that, being joyful. In the second reading also, St. Paul writes while he's in prison. He's in prison in Ephesus, waiting his punishment, or whatever you can call it, his, his, his destiny. But then in the midst of that, he writes to the church in Philippians, telling them, rejoice always. So let us look in our lives. How is your life really? Do you have reasons to rejoice? Yes, we all do. Do we have reasons to be sorrowful, to be sad? Of course, definitely. But in all this, our joy cannot be taken away because God has chosen to love us and God has chosen to be among us. And that's enough reason for us to rejoice. But how do we get to this rejoicing? It's beginning to look away from ourselves and look out there. That's why in the gospel today when John is preaching, John really preached to the extent that today you have the soldiers, the Pharisees, the tax collectors. You could, you could think that the, all the establishment, even the worst of society, has come to John. And everyone is asking one question. What must we do? What should I do? The crowd is asking, what should I do? The soldiers are asking, what about us? What should we do? I want to ask you, all of us, 
let us ask the same question during this Advent. Let us ask God, what must I do? Because in preparation for this uh, Christmas, Christ is already born in our midst. But we also plan, prepare for him to come in our hearts. What, are you, what is God asking you to do? The first thing is first knowing, knowing who you are. When you know who you are, truly you are, then you can know what God, is, what God wants from you. So I ask you, like, John is giving us practical things. It's not very complicated. He says, if you have two clocks, share with the one who doesn't have. If you have food, share with those who don't have food. It's the spirit of sharing to bring joy to others. Every time we look outside ourselves, we allow God to come into ourselves. So the question is for you and me, what should you do? The Lord be with you.